Hello and welcome to the Yarra Jets podcast, the podcast for anyone who knows for a fact that when they get to round 12, they'll have no subs left. More on that later. Before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which we are recording this podcast. For some of us, it's the land of the Wurundjeri people, and for one of us, it's the land of the Boon Wurrung people. Sovereignty was never ceded, always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello, my name is Fiona Dutchie Holland. You'll notice that Taryn isn't your host tonight, but she's here lurking in the background. Hello, hello. I am I am indeed lurking. I uh, have had a bit of a bout of post-viral syndrome, but I am I am okay as long as I stand in one spot. But I think hosting is is a bit beyond me right now. So Dutchie has the duties, and I'm going to just butt in whenever something interests me. <laughs> so this week we've got two special guests because neither Taryn nor I were at the games this week so we needed an expert for each game um, so we'll start with welcoming Alex who is here to report on the state two team but Alex tell us about yourself and how you came to the jetties. Hi I'm Alex um, I played for a soccer club for about 10 years moved to Melbourne about seven years ago and started playing state league jumped around a few clubs but I came to the Yarra Jets because a friend of mine that also plays Gertie was heading there and her father was going to start coaching. So um, I just sort of joined in from there and haven't left since. <laughs> now, Alex, you didn't play this week because uh, unfortunately you were one of the people that got injured the week prior. How are you doing? Yes. Yeah, so I was injured uh, last week. Um, my knee is busted got no ligaments in it. So just currently trying to arrange for knee reconstruction surgery. So I'll be out for about a year, but I am looking forward to 2023 and I will be coming to as many games as possible to cheer on the girls. We're very, very sad to hear that when the news came through, Alex. So thank you for being on the pod and you know, all of our thoughts are with you and we're going to be uh, with you on this journey, your recovery. Our second, our second guest is uh, Nia, who's otherwise known on this podcast as Swervy. <laughs> Welcome, Nia, finally. Thanks, Dachi. I feel like if it wasn't for this podcast, that name would have died a quick death, but um, it seems to be um, um, being resurrected or not resurrected, continuing going strong, unfortunately. Um, Bye. So tell us about yourself, Nia. You've been at the club a while. We want to know everything and uh, how you feel about your nickname, Swervy, as well. <laughs> um, so, uh, yes, I'm Nia. Um, I have been playing soccer. I started playing soccer when I was 19, when I was at university. So the generation of when soccer wasn't sort of a sport that was offered to young girls. Um and so I've been playing for around 20 years and I moved to play at a number of clubs in Adelaide, mainly Adelaide Uni. Um, and when I moved to Melbourne, I just started looking for a club 
that was close to me and didn't have an ethnic affiliation. It was very community-based. So, yeah, I was living in Clifton Hill and um, just got in contact with someone from the Arrow Jets and then rocked up in 2013 and I've been playing for the Jetties ever since. Amazing. And you're the one that kind of holds it all together now. You do everything. <laughs> I just, I guess I just like, you know, I think about what do I want to know and so I just tell everyone what I think I would like to know as a player and probably sometimes a bit too much. Maybe I share a bit too much at times. <laughs> no, you're amazing. You hold us all together. So welcome to the pod. And your nickname, Swervy, are we keeping it? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. No one really says it to my face. Everyone just refers to it to me behind my back. So we'll just see if it <laughs> <laughs> comes to be, I think Paul's the only one that's called it to me um, in my face. So, you know, yeah, we'll see. Uh, amazing. Well, we might move on to the match report. So we had two games yesterday and I believe the first game was the State 2 game. Um, Alex, you were there. I can't even remember who we played because I was away. Do you want to just talk us through it? Yes, so the match was played out at Faulkner Park. It's right near the Alfred Hospital. It was at 11 a.m. Um, we Kings were playing Domain. Against, yeah, Kings Domain or the Queens, as they are sometimes referred to. Um, last time the State 2 team came up against Kings Domain, it was a 2-1 loss. So very eager to um, avenge that. <laughs> Essentially, uh, there were no subs. Uh, only 11 players that day and obviously Taryn is still recovering so they did interchange between goalkeepers as well we had both uh, Lans or Alana in goals for the first half and then we had Grace in the second half um, essentially I rocked up just as the first goal from the opposition was being scored uh, so I did get further details from some of the players um, the first shot happened probably within the first five ten minutes Essentially, it was a one-on-one -on -one with Lance. Uh, she managed to make the initial save and it rebounded, but there was huge miscommunication through defence. Even Heather made a comment saying, are you going for that or am I? Like, who's, who's going for the ball? So unfortunately, with that miscommunication, uh, the opposition were able to score. Um, the Jets were able to hold it together for the rest of the first half. Uh, essentially, in the halftime meeting, Paul was just happy if we could even equalize that would be a win and if we won it would be like the premier league he said um, everyone was giving as much as they could uh the lineup was even changed slightly so they weren't wing backs um this was to try and be more defensive in the hope that they wouldn't continue to um score more but anyway lance did very well um keeping and to only have one come past it was a bit of a mess but otherwise very well done keeping there so congratulations to Lance just want to thank her for that uh in the second bit Grace volunteered as tribute <laughs> to come into the goals Grace had a pretty chill time in goals compared to Lance um there was only one point the opposition tried to shoot but it went way too wide there was no pressure given so that was fantastic and that's you know to the fact that the team did so well um, the defence was strong, the midfield was strong and the attack was strong. And in fact, it was like they just had this fire come within them. Uh, when they started the second half, it was completely different. Uh, Elle did an amazing goal. She managed to equalise. And it just felt like on the sidelines that we had this, like we could win. And it was just incredible because 
particularly near the end, uh, a lot of the players really had to dig deep. They were tired. It was muddy. Uh, there were some moments as well where, especially in the last 10 minutes, that you could see uh, King's Domain was getting really frustrated. Uh, and unfortunately, some players were targeted because of that. Um, Maria took quite a few hits uh, to the point that it was obvious we could see it from the sidelines. So the team banded together to help out there. Um, but yes, yeah, special mention. They always go after Maria. Yes, don't they? <laughs> they always go after Maria. They do. They do. She's a good player. So yeah. they just go, yeah, I'm going to take you down. So yeah, um, Maria unfortunately copped it uh, a lot. Um, but a lot of players also uh, ended up having to dig really, really deep in that last bin. I'm so proud of all of them. It felt like a win and it was a win in my eyes. Great football to watch. Alex has just asked if she should talk about the drama on the field with Maria. <laughs> you want to add in another comment? What do we think, Taryn? Yeah, go for it. Go for it, Alex. Oh, well, Maria might kill me later, but oh well. Um, so... Like I was saying, Maria was uh, very targeted at the state too much. Um, number four in particular had her eye on her. Um, there was a few moments where Maria was oh, kicked, elbowed in the back, scratched. There was a great one where it was very much coming to a head. She was running down the line. So Paul and I had a good vision. And number four was essentially, because Maria was in front of her, just grabbing her chest um, to the point that Maria's like, why are you touching my breast? <laughs> um, <laughs> And the ref, and because she fell over, I think, because of it or lost the ball, the ref just sort of made the symbol to say, no, no, all ball. Um, and I yelled from the sidelines. I was like, ref, she's touching her chest, not the ball. Um, nothing happened from that, uh, from the ref's point. But from there, the drama definitely ensued. Later on, Maria was up against uh, a lovely player on the opposition team, um, number 10. She was actually a very good player, quite humble, very nice. And number four was there, which every time Maria was getting the ball at this point, number four would just give her death eyes, like, I'm going to get you. And essentially, once again, she's kicking her in the back, um, elbowing her, scratching, whatever she's doing. Maria just got fed up. So she told me later that she did this cheeky little kick behind her. Unfortunately, though, she kicked number 10. And so from everyone else's perspective, like what's just happened because now Maria's apologising to a player and we were a bit confused. I found out later because she went up to the player and some of those players speak Spanish, which Maria can as well. And she said, I'm so sorry for kicking you. It wasn't meant for you. And 10 just very nicely said something along the lines of, look, it's okay. We know what she's like, but just don't get to that level. Like, don't be her. And I think it was quite a nice comment to make. And I think it grounded Maria more because despite all the crap that she was getting from number four, she held it together, maintained her cool after that and just continued to be amazing. And, yeah, that's when um, even Paul made a comment to Elle and said, hey, just can you watch out for Maria? She's being targeted. And even at one point he asked Candles to draw away a player. I think Candles was confused at the time. She's like, why do you want me to do a short corner? But it was all to get number four away from Maria. So a bit of fun there, um, but handled it well, despite the chest grab. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. And so a one-all draw. And how many, did they have many subs? Uh, yeah, they had a few subs. Um, and in fact, they did change their goalkeeper a couple of times uh, between the same two people, I'm pretty sure. Um, and it wasn't their regular goalkeeper either from what I'm aware. But the second half, it was just, 
there were quite a few more opportunities to score, but it was a bit of um, sometimes not taking that extra touch when needed or just in general loss of balance. The ground was very boggy. Like Pete came over a couple of times and scraping the mud off her boot because she was so heavy. And um, Yeah, it was just mud everywhere. And, and Candles later made a comment stating that she looked like a had a Neapolitan ice cream leg because of the, the brown from the mud, the white from her, um, well, the socks, obviously, with the tan there, and then the red from the ball smack to the legs. So, <laughs> Oh, gosh. Right. Well, it sounds like a really well-fought match and, um, yeah, almost a win, but it feels like a win against Kings Domain. So amazing effort. Who was your player of the match? Oh, gosh. Um, so many special mentions. Um Mm. I think a few special mentions beforehand, if I may, Elle did amazing to score that goal as well. And just the pressure that was kept up there and the momentum from the second half, I think was a part of that because of that initial goal. Um, fantastic work from both Grace and Alance in goals uh, for helping out there. Um, Defence, just amazing. Uh, but I think I might give, oh, and also, Oh God, I can mention all of them. I'm <laughs> just everyone putting in effort in those last 90 minutes, but I think I'll, I'll say Kirsten. Um, she's a bit of a favorite of mine. She just rocks up, doesn't say much, very humble and just gets the job done. And she has been a fantastic addition in the midfield, just linking up so much more um, by having her there. So I reckon just overall as a player um, added a great, element but I must say again everyone did such an amazing amazing job and digging deep especially in those last five ten minutes of the game so congratulations to all the state too. Amazing. Taryn you got some comments? I have a question. Yes. <laughs> Were there any birds? <laughs> um, uh, I didn't see too many maybe some little minor birds but that was it. Yeah okay. Okay, good. So Is this make... about the crows? Yeah, it's just important that we that we talk about the birds. <laughs> Did there you hear anything about the game? I'll go now. I was say, there are some kookaburras that live in Faulkner Park that I've seen. That would be cool. You heard a kookaburra while you were playing. No. Yeah, no, I did, maybe a couple of minor birds, but there was quite a few dogs around, so maybe they were scaring them off. And Taryn, have you heard anything about the game? What was it like not being there and waiting for the results? Yeah, it's always nerve-wracking not being there or not playing. Like, um, it sucks. I feel I've, like football is like 90% of my personality. So not, not being out of play is really hard. <laughs> Although I have been watching the Euros, which has been fun. Um, but no, no, I, I actually hadn't really heard anything. Um because Loz wasn't there either, and Loz is like the source of ninety percent of my news. So, no, that was a great recap. Um, I think that it was we were always going to be it was always going to be tough with like against Kings Domain, and then with no subs either. Um, I think I said in the chat, incredible uh, in the circumstances. So, where were all our subs, by the way? Just injuries and things like that. Yeah, injuries, um, overseas trips, COVID, T still recovering. Mm. Right. It a, okay. It was a fantastic effort, like just, and then hearing how that went in the first half as well, um, hearing that 
that it could have been, you know, after the first half, it could have been so much worse. Like that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Good job. If, and if, yeah. uh, Alana and Grace as well. That's, that's awesome in goals. Um, if, if the goal was the way that it sounds like, and it was a one V one. Well done. Well done to even make the initial save. That's mad. <laughs> so I'm just checking the ladder. And it looks like it's updated. So we're sitting sixth and we've got 18 points. And then Bo Morris is fifth with 20 points. Melbourne Uni's on 20. And then King's Domain a third on 22. So we did well to draw with them. It's great. Have you checked it, Taryn? Am I getting the right info there? Yeah, probably. I think now... Um, look, unless we win every single game and things go our way, I think now it's more about, um, you know, just getting as many points on the board as we can and hopefully preventing Mill Park from winning. They're, they're on 28 <laughs> points. They're way ahead. But if we beat them again, anyone, they'll win it yeah. Anyone but Mill Park. Anyone yeah. but Mill Park. Exactly. All right. Thank you, Alex. Over to you, Nia. Do you want to tell us about the state through three game? We played Moorlbark at home. Um, I don't know the score, so talk us through it. Look, I think the score is not important for this game. It was um, so we uh, had a quite a depleted team, so we end up only having um, ten listed on the sheet, um, and uh, one player was just running a bit late, so we started off with nine players. Um, the game, so. It was a bit of a, um, everyone worked really hard. So everyone played, obviously, in the full 90 minutes, girls who hadn't played, um, who often haven't played 90 minutes per game. So they did really well um, just pushing through the time. Um, it was a, uh, I think it was around 9-0 it ended up being the lost. Um, but in the first half, so we had Cookie in goals because she wasn't feeling very well and had hurt herself last week. And so... Um, and Gertie played on the pitch. Those are kind of two key changes that sort of um, to the sort of the lineup. Um, and we it took a little bit. It took probably the first five minutes to kind of just settle, and we did concede a goal really early on. But then we actually started to attack. We had a lot of we had quite a lot of opportunities, which was really exciting. I think the first half we definitely, um, even though we conceded, I think four goals. I um, even scored a goal, an own goal. Um, unfortunately from across um but in the second half we did start to kind of get tight we tired um Jess hurt herself and so she went off for a little bit and so we we're playing with nine players um we mixed the mixed some of the midfield up I played midfield a bit Gertie played center back she played in the midfield so um but I think everyone um dug deep and they tried they, everyone did their best you know everyone worked hard um, I mean, Cookie and Goals, though, what a standout performance. She did so well. A few dives, hands to ball, and they, she worked probably really hard too because there was quite a lot of shots and goals. She saved a lot as well. Um, and, Good on her. Uh, my favourite moment of the match is um, comes from Rocket, though. Uh, oh, the thing oh, no. cleared from the defence. She's probably around three or four metres out of the box. And she lifts her hand up and swats the ball away with her hand. <laughs> <laughs> we all stop and laugh. 
And then around five minutes later, she did it again near the sideline. She lifted her hand and swatted the ball away. I mean, luckily we had a really nice ref and he just, he didn't give her a card or anything, which I'm real surprised about. But, but like, was it accidental? Um, it was, no, she lifted her hand and it was, <laughs> she deliberately swatted it, but it was a, it was a brain fail. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because it, she wasn't, it wasn't like, um, she's you know, it, was, it was a reaction, but it was a deliberate swatting of the ball. Yeah, right. But she did it twice. She did it twice. And it wasn't just because she was frustrated or just like whatever. Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Although she was pretty frustrated. <laughs> it looked like she was about to walk off the second time because she was right on the line. And, and you know, Rocket, she was like, she just walk off. Um, but she came back on and uh, we just laughed. No one, and everyone, no one really, um, no one got angry about it. The ref was great. The, the team was trying to get a yellow card, I think. But they didn't, they didn't went screaming and shouting oh. about it. So, yeah. Um, all up, tough slog. Everyone worked hard. Proud of the girls. Um, yeah. Isn't it interesting how I think it was like two weeks ago you said, isn't it amazing how many players we've got? We had like 16 listed on our team sheet. I know. It's, and then it's, a few weeks yeah. later we're like this. Totally. We've actually got like we've had around 20 girls play Div 3 through yeah. this season. Um a couple of obviously injuries, long-term injuries, lots of injury, other just sort of injuries of taking girls out for a few weeks, COVID. So we've got a couple of players a bit more um, casual, so they don't play very many games. Um, that's their commitment, which is fine. Um, but yeah, it's it's and people at the same yeah, it's been really difficult um, uh, each week. Um, but that's just the way it is. I think we're not the mm. only team um, club that's dealing with this either. Um, mm. I think uh, the team we played I didn't notice but someone had noticed that they didn't have any subs to start but then they had I think three apparently under 18s rocked up within 10 minutes of the game so um, so oh, they're obviously in a similar position to us hmm. well I kind of thought I'd have a week off thinking oh yeah we've got enough players and I'm due I've played every game and I felt guilty I went away I couldn't I could have rushed back but I kind of didn't want to so that's life, you know, you've got to yeah. live your life too. Um, I mean, we did think we had 11 yeah. to start the day and then yeah. um, someone was injured that we didn't quite know, we didn't quite know about, um, which is understandable they didn't want to play. Um, but, you know, just uh, I guess then change a plan a little bit, change a game plan with 10 and mm -hmm. then change a game plan with nine to start. So, so we're very agile, us div threes. Yes. And did we have our keeper's gloves in the end? So there's some spare ones at the in the club room. So now I know where they are. So we've got a spare, with a spare wet pair. Yeah, yeah. Well, that. Yeah. And who's your player of the match? Uh, I think it has to go to Cookie. Like she did really well, um, especially for someone who wasn't feeling very well. She you wouldn't know. The amount of saves and the effort that she put in. Um, yeah, super proud. And if she was diving, that's amazing. Yeah, I'll she's say, she's like, very athletic though, Cookie. Doesn't surprise me she was doing that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Nia. We're going to move on to our next segment now, which is the quiz question. Uh, now, this is where everyone brings a question onto the pod and takes a turn in asking that. We all have a chance to answer it. And we tally up those questions at the end. Now, Taryn, do you know what the score is at the moment? No. Okay. 
I think you're I think you're still in the lead, Taryn. Of course I'm in the lead. I'm always in the lead. No yeah, one needs think, to fact check that. I think the guests were gonna catch. I'm I'm way behind. I just don't know enough about football, but I'll try and make a comeback. Okay, well, Alex, let's start with you. You got a question. I do have a question. Um, my question is who of the Yarra Jets player um, birthday is it today? Ooh. Got a spreadsheet with everyone's birth dates. So ah, ah, no cheating. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm wondering I know if it's had birthdays recently. I can cross people out, but um, if it's Heather, I've forgotten to message her. But I know hers is around now. Is it candles? I'm going Heather. Is it candles? Yep, it's candles' birthday today. So blowing out some candles on a birthday cake. Hopefully, had to get it in. So happy birthday to candles. Happy birthday, candles. How did you guess that, Nia? Um, so when she, I don't know. I just, I thought it was mid-season because when she had a twenty-first, um, we won that game. It was the only game we won the season the day after when everyone was really hungover. And so, um, I, um, so I just remember it happening around mid-season. So that's that's where that's the only thing I went for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she feels like she's a she's a can you know cancer's uh, cancer or Leo. We're in can cancer now. Is it? I feel like she's got a cancer personality. I've got no idea about any of that. Okay, <laughs> good guess. I mean, yeah, good guess. Nia, what's your question? Okay, mine might be a little bit difficult, but I've got some clues. Oh. And I'm not actually I'm not sure if I've mentioned it to someone, I think previously, so someone might know. Um, who was the Jetty's first sponsor? Now I'll give I've got two clues. I'll give you clue number one. The club name gives a clue. Like jet. So it's something to do with the jet. Or the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give us a second clue. Second clue is at this is my I'm not sure how true this is, but the color orange featured very um, highly in our uniforms to start with our kit. So orange being the color of our uniforms as well. Our kit. Is that why you've got those faded orange socks that you wore to training the other night? Well, orange used to be our away color. Really? Yeah, actually, yeah, for many, for many, many years, and in, actually, our main top had a, was more orange than red. Yeah, so right. It's actually changed. Um, it's changed over the time the, what the jetties strip has looked like substantially. So um, for the better, would you say? Um, well, I think I don't remember looking at tops. I think we used to be orange, black, and white. Okay. One of our tops we used to wear, and our away tops were white. Um, so, we, I mean, black and red is completely different. Someone must have made the, pro, the decision to change to that colour because that wasn't, yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Okay, so orange and jets is my thing. Have you got any idea, Alex? I'm, for the jet thing, I'm thinking more boats and there's the Fairfield, like, Studley Park Boathouse nearby and I'm wondering if maybe that cafe or the boating stuff there was a sponsor of the Jets, but I'm not too sure there. They do make great iced coffee, I'd say that. So. God, I've got no idea. Is it a fuel company? 
Sharon, have you got any idea? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and all I can think of with the orange, which I know it can't be to do with the sponsor, but I keep on thinking of, um, is it like the New Year's tradition that they do in Holland and Dutch people like run into the cold water with the orange beanies or never? <laughs> I'll let you know that's not the answer. <laughs> it would be cool to be. We do have a lot of Dutch in the like back exactly. up. Yeah. Oh, I feel like it's really obvious and I can't think of it. Is it something local or is it worldwide? Um, it's it's Australian, but they do have a little bit of a presence internationally. Because <laughs> sorry, I just no, I've got no idea. I'm just going to say boathouse, so I don't have nothing. <laughs> Charon's got something apparently. Come on, Charon. Well, Tiger Airways used to be orange. They don't exist anymore. But that's a that's an orange jet. Even if that's wrong, I'm proud of myself for that guess. <laughs> that's very good. What about, I mean, it's very, it, you're Jet close. Star. Jet Star. Yeah, Jet Star. Really? Is How it? did we get Jet Star to sponsor us? I have no idea. I have no idea. Must have been the CEO's son or daughter played for the Jets. <laughs> there had to be a connection, surely. So yeah. It maybe was the same time. When did Jet Star start? Um, maybe I think they were early 2000s so someone knew someone definitely yeah yeah oh good question all right well I've got my question so as we all know and Sharon you can't answer this one by the way (laughs) well you already said you're not playing so I'm just gonna rule you out um so Australia has some pre-world cup friendlies against Canada later in the year, which we're all going to buy tickets to and go to. Um, what is the FIFA ranking of the Canadian women's team? Mm. Do you know this, Karen? No. I yeah, I think I do. I'm uh, like 90% sure I do. Okay. Are they like 15 or something like that? I'm just going to say seven because I have seven in my head for some reason. They're six. Six. Oh, oh so close. <laughs> yeah. And the Matildas? Are we like, are we, like, uh, are we 15 <laughs> or 12 or something? <laughs> I just feel like we drop down because I remember when we were high up and then it's just since then um so I'll just give a number of 12. Karen yeah we're 12. Ah! (laughs) I suck at trivia (laughs) oh well there we go you did all right tonight so I don't think I scored any points tonight I'm going to take Jetstar I got it in the end because I need a point Karen (laughs) And uh, the guests are definitely doing well. All right. Well, we might move on to the next segment, which is the rate for food segment. Now, the state threes played at home, so we've got nothing to talk about there. But state well, two. Oh, well, we do. Think, Sorry, Neil. Well, um, well, we were offered cold sausages. So oh, really? as like. This is new. 
So there was the they were packing up the barbecue as I arrived. Mm -hmm. I arrived early and there was leftover sausages from the barbecue and they were packed up with a bit of foil and what asked we were offered to have them. So not really to buy, but we could have had cold sausages. Did anyone say yes? Oh, you know what? I think after our game, we were all just a little bit exhausted and um, <laughs> I think we just decided to go to the pub instead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we had to take the goals down. Well, I was a bit excited yeah. about not having to take the goals down because the under-16 boys were playing after us. I thought I put them up. Well, McGurdy, Claire and I put them up and I thought, yes, don't have to take them down. And then they came across the boys that the opposition had um, forfeited. Oh. And they're like, oh, bad news, Nia, you have to take the nets down because we've the other team forfeited. And I was like, oh, great. So Thanks. annoying. <laughs> so, who, so who pulled them down? I was a combination. Everyone's oh, everyone good. Just yeah. making sure it wasn't just you, Gertie and Claire. Yeah. Sometimes I don't help because I'm too tired. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I don't know who was down the other end. I was down one end doing it with a couple of people, so there was a quite a few down the, down the other end. Oh, good effort, good effort. Yeah. Alex, food at King's Domain, tell us. So there was no food at King's Domain. However, quite a few of us after the game went and picked up some food on the way to then watch the State 3 match. Um, so some of us were nibbling on some food at the sidelines, which was offered. I, I did offer some cheesy covered bacon bit fries to a few of the players but they're about to go on soon so probably not appropriate um so they were quite nice got them from uh, a burger joint um someone I think it was Heather that may have come in with like a Laurent fancy sandwich um then someone dropped in with McDonald's at one point right. <laughs> not as fancy and then Pete was munching on a delicious fudge cookie <laughs> right so, yeah, an eclectic mix of food on the sidelines while the state threes were playing and exhausting themselves and we were eating. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd heard a rumour that at King's Domain they had good coffee, so I was waiting to hear about the coffee. Oh, yes, I did actually give a recommendation to several players. Uh, Tall Timber Cafe is nearby um, and Pete went to get coffee there um, and she said it was very enjoyable. So Right, right. I believe the story goes that one of the players' mothers, when they were at our home ground last time, they told Paul, you've got to try the coffee at King's Domain. It's really good. So was there a cafe or any, like a kiosk or? Oh, if there was, I didn't see. But being on my crutches, I wasn't exactly yeah. doing a loop of the park. You probably weren't <laughs> the right person to ask. I don't think Faulkner Park has a cafe. It's got the tennis. It's got the maybe the club rooms for the tennis courts. There's like a mm. clubhouse. And then the other one, the one in the centre the where the cricket and the club. When I've been there for other things, I haven't noticed. Yeah, look, I always get lost when I get there. So mm. I can't remember. Mm. if they've got food or not but oh well it sounds like the food options outside of the ground were better and uh that did did the job we'll move on to the third segment of this podcast which is our moment of the week which is uh, pretty self-explanatory we all choose our favorite moment over the week and share it with the pod Nia do you want to go first on this one Oh, I think the moment has to be Rocket and her, like, swiping hand on the ball. Like, I was thinking, um, Dutchie, actually, you were nicknamed Maradona last week on the pod, but I feel like she should be there with a hand of God, you know, like, <laughs> tapping the ball. 
<laughs> probably plays a bit more like Maradona than I do. So, yeah, a little bit more appropriate. <laughs> Uh, I wonder how many moments of the week Rockets actually got this season. She's got a few. I just think the fact that you did it twice, it was just, I mean, like you do it once, brain fart, but twice, it was just so funny. I mean, Gerda and I were just killing ourselves laughing. Like, <laughs> I mean, everyone was laughing, not just us. Everyone was getting even on the sideline, all the girls are laughing. Yeah, guilty. All of us on the sideline. It was just right in front of us, the second handball that Cookie did and her hands in her face of just like, what have I done? <laughs> Alex, what was your moment of the week? Oh, um, moment of the week, I think just in general, the the state two match was fantastic, that game that pulled through. And there definitely was a couple of little highlights within that, like individual moments, which were a bit funny. <laughs> um, uh, what was one? Um, I'll, I'll do a nice, a nice one because Maria might kill me if I tell the other one about her. But um, there was a moment where uh, we Lance went up front um, after being in goals. She was up front in the second half and just watching her play and like sort of bulldoze through, but in such a graceful manner <laughs> through the players. And there was a moment where the ball landed near her and she had to do a great stop, which she did. And then even though there's players all around her, in fact, two right about to sandwich her, she somehow managed to do a full 180 turn on them and just sort of skip through like a prance and just continue on. And I had to make a comment to say, and I was like, Paul, did you see that? Like Lance just pranced through the players and he went, I don't know how she wasn't caught. She's just dancing through the game essentially. Um, so yeah, I think, those little individual moments were cute and funny. And um, yeah, just that state too much was amazing. Amazing. The girls did so incredibly well. I can't praise them enough. Lars is very elegant on the ball. Like she's, she's very, there's very fluid, fluidity the way that she moves um, and can get a, yeah, the way she moves through the game. I really want to know if she did dancing at some point in her life. It's just, yeah, it seems like it. So. It's cool. It's cool to watch. Well, we need to find out if she did. <laughs> I don't know what my moment of the week is. I um because I was only there on Tuesday night, and all I remember was a conversation because there weren't too many people training, which might have been an indicator of the weekend to come. And uh, there was a conversation about if you get less than ten people at training, you go to the pub. Well, that's what used to happen at the jetties. And uh, right. how how many did we have on Tuesday night, Nia? We had under we had under ten. If yeah. you include me, if you include, I think we had nine, including me. Yeah, yeah. So. Like I, I reckon I've played a lot of years where we've had less than ten people at training. Like it would have meant we would have been at the pub every week in some of my teams I've played against. Um, but it was kind of it's the first week that we've only had like less than 10 I think at training so I think it kind of made me think we've been doing really well this year with numbers at training and you know you know towards the middle of the season it gets cold and you probably prefer to be at the pub I think we all kind of like ah oh, imagine if we could go to the pub right now but we didn't we trained and um yeah that was that was the funniest comment I could remember from the week about the pub that we didn't go to yeah that rule was but I think back when Victor was coaching us uh, I might have kept going many a few years afterwards and we'd just be like, there'd be seven and then slowly someone would block up and we'd be like waiting 
hoping that that tenth that tenth play didn't turn up to the game. How, how often would you go to the pub though? Oh, it wasn't that. It wasn't that often. Yeah, it wasn't that often. And the coach was on board. Yeah, I think because um, we were training twice a week, and sometimes when you've got nine, what you can do with training is it does become a little bit limited, um, and especially if you've got a, if you've got drills planned for like having twelve to fifteen. I mean, um, players. So, you know, yeah, uh, maybe it was a, a player player initiated rather than coach initiated. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I like it, and I think we should bring it back. Yeah. As long as you're not the tenth person that arrives at training and everyone gets annoyed, <laughs> you don't want to be rocking up and hearing a boo boo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to go to the pub. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the final segment, which is my scouting segment. Um, and I haven't. I've done a little bit for this week, but not um not as much as I usually do. But the first game, unfortunately, is a Friday night game. I hate Friday night games, Nia. Um, we're playing Malvern City. So State League 3 are playing Malvern City um, at 7.15pm at their home ground, which is Gardner's Park Reserve, which means we're going to be caught up in traffic and it's just going to be a shit show, I know. Anyway, and it will probably be cold. And does it look like we've got players, Nia? That is something I need to do. I might send a message tonight. <laughs> Be good to get in early to find out who's. Um, I think it really depends on how injuries are going because people yeah. are injured and sick. So yeah. we've like, got a few COVIDs. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Malvin, when I just had a look at how they've been doing, so we played them in round four and we had a draw, a one-all draw which is, uh, I don't remember that, but that's good to know. Um, they're currently eighth on the ladder, which I was a bit surprised at. I thought they would probably be a bit higher. Um, but the ladder, their, their game may not have been updated, but they're definitely not in the top half. They've only had one win, and that was against Lilydale Montrose in round six. They beat them 2-1. They've had four draws and they've had five losses. Uh, their goal difference is negative 22. Last week they lost to Swinburne 2-0. Um, and it looks like they've got, like, a good list of players. I had 16 players listed. Um, I don't know. Like, I think we're a chance, I'd say, if they're, uh, they're only one above us on the ladder. I think yeah. we're ninth. So I think we might be a chance. I've had a quick look at their socials. There's not a lot on there. It looks like around, you know, a couple of weeks ago they've, they've tried to recruit some extra players to their women's program. So I think that's probably indicative of, you know, they're losing a few games and probably just trying to get a few more players. This was the club that when I checked their socials earlier in the year, there was absolutely nothing about the women's team on it. So they've uh, looks like they've now got one post where they're trying to recruit players. So I don't know, that could be good if we win that one there. I think, you know, like even like the Murlbark, I feel like if we had the full squad and a couple of, players we could have won I feel that there's only a couple of teams in the league that if we didn't have our strong team like um well yeah. we, we could uh, we could we could draw, draw maybe win you know yep yep I agree with that actually Confident. yep so hopefully we get some players back this week and uh we can get well, I don't know. Will Cookie be back on the field? Maybe she'll stay in goals and we'll keep Gertie on the field, depending on how Cookie's injury is going. 
Oh, even with Gertie on the field, she still manages to make goal saves. Um, there was another highlight in the state three match where Cookie was doing, and I must praise her like Nia did so well in goals and even fended off a few. And then it looked like, oh no, here's the opposition about to score. And Gertie put herself in the goals and just did an amazing header. Really? <laughs> We're like, oh gosh, classic. <laughs> and to the point where, then wasn't there like a, a a corner? Yeah, the corner kick was supposed to happen and everyone was so distracted praising Gertie that no one had really set up for it immediately. <laughs> and it was like, guys, guys. <laughs> uh, if we look at the State League 2 team, so they're playing on Sunday at home, they're playing at 3pm and they're playing Barton United Football Club. Um, we played them in round four and we lost. 2-1. That was an away game. Uh, Barton are currently ninth on the ladder, so they're under us. They've had three wins, no draws, nine losses. Um, negative 10 is their goal difference. Last week, Melbourne Uni beat them 2-0. Now, interestingly, because we're frenemies with Melbourne Uni, they contacted us to find out how we played Barton United. So we're now sharing information between the club, which I thought was nice. Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, so they ended up winning that one, which was uh, nice to see. Anyway, looks like Barton United have a good list of players. Um, the interesting thing, the week before last, they lost to the Brunswick Zebras 2-3. So they, they did quite, you know, the Zebras are, what, second on the ladder. They did quite good against them. So I don't know what happened there with the Zebras or if Spartan just played really well. Um, I don't know. What do we think? Are we going to win that one? Yep. Yeah. I, I think watching the Div 2s, when we've been able to, they're just looking stronger and stronger each week. Um, the team is really gelling. Um, and so I think uh, every every game that I've seen, I think they should be, they could, they could win. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And home game as well. I think we'll all be there. Well, hopefully a lot of us will be there to support them. Um yeah, I think we should we should win that one. Taryn, are you going to be back? What are you thinking? I doubt it. I doubt it. I mean, I, I struggled to walk around the block, and I know goalkeeping is less arduous than other positions, but I standing for two hours is probably beyond me. But I will say, we actually we beat Barton United two one last time. We didn't lose, and really? the reason why I remember this is because. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they were kids and I'm pretty sure we won and I'm pretty sure it was the game where they missed the penalty. Cuz I up again. <laughs> I've done this mistake a lot. I'm pretty sure it was the game where they missed the penalty and I psyched her out by telling her that it was easy and she should score and then she missed. And you okay. Give me a second. I'm looking it up. Uh, we won 2 0. I just looked. Really? 2 0. Yeah. What have I looked at? Two, sorry, 2 1. 2 1. 2 1. Two, one. Okay. Yeah. I've obviously just looked the wrong way around. Sorry. It's my dyslexia. Mm. And I'm pretty sure it was the game with the crow because then <laughs> oh, I hurt my quad the next week. That's why I remember it so much. Oh, you know what? I've read it the wrong way around. You're right. 2 1. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> This is why I'm lurking. This is why I'm here. Just to correct me. Thanks, Taryn. <laughs> Keep us in check. But no, I will um I will definitely be watching next week. Um, because it's a home game, so it's not so arduous. But 
playing may still be beyond me, but that's okay. We're going to think positive thoughts. It's fine. I've just checked their socials as well. There's nothing on there to help us. There's no, uh, nothing, absolutely nothing about the women's team. It's all about the boys and the men, which is disappointing, but um, so no secrets I can share from that. Well, so that brings us <clears throat> to the end of our pod. Um, so thank you to our guests for, uh, for joining us today. Um, but it is time to wrap it up. So as you know, you can find us on our socials. So you can find us at Yarra Jets Pod on Twitter, at Taryn Hedo on Twitter, at Fiona Holland on Twitter. Alex, do you want to be found on socials? Oh, no, I'll stay invisible. <laughs> I can't I can't run away from people with crutches now so <laughs> Nia do you want to be found uh, I don't even know what mine are the names are so you know that's a no I'm pretty sure you've got some but you uh... I do I've got Twitter Instagram I often like the Twitter posts from the the Yarra Jets podcast so if you want to stealthy find me you'll be able to find me just go by going looking at the likes all right, well, we might finish up there. So as I said, I've given you our socials, so make sure you follow those. Make sure you don't follow Alex. You can try and find Nia if you want to. Um, to listen to this podcast, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and our RSS feed. Um, make sure you rate us. Now, Taryn, last week you wanted at least 10 people to give us five stars. Has that happened? Not that I can see. <sighs> Not that I can see, but... Do you know what? It, it will happen if we keep pushing it. Go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, give us five, listen to it on those platforms and then give us five stars. That's everyone's task. Yes, Alex. I, I managed to follow the podcast on Spotify, but I don't know how to rate and give it five stars. I didn't see where that option is. I don't know if I'm not as tech savvy, um, but I gave it a follow. <laughs> Well, you know, that's a start. We've just we've got to get these uh oh, I don't know the word. <laughs> Ratings? Yeah. Doesn't matter. We've you? got to get the ratings up. So it's very important. Uh one day we will be sponsored and we will be able to fund some beer. That's the plan. Amazing. I think you've got to actually listen to it on the platform, Alex. Maybe you're still listening it to it from the RSS feed that gets posted. Ah. But listen to it through Spotify and then once you've finished listening to it, it'll let you rate it. Okay, I'll listen again. Some highlight moments in there. <laughs> yeah, everyone needs to do this. So thank you, everyone, for joining us and thank you to Nia, Alex, and for Taryn for your brief appearance. Um, I've been your host, Dutchie, today. Hopefully Taryn's back next week, fit and well. Um, it has been a pleasure. Thank you and goodbye.